Hi, welcome to Drag Hags, where three ladies of a certain age all discuss RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, this week, it's going to be Snatch Game. Yay! Yay! I'm Jan. I'm Ren. I'm MC. So this week, we came in at the tail end of Blair leaving, which was sad because we all really dug Blair as a human person. Her aesthetic. Oh, yes. Her aesthetic is awesome. And also the fact that she came out and talked about, you know, the assault on her and just just everything last week was sad. So we got to the workroom and we saw everybody coming after Blair left. And the first thing that started was Vixen was pouting and saying, the judges just don't get me. (laughs) Oh, girl, no. And unfortunately, this is going to set a tone for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And then we had Eureka actually trying to tell the Vixen to stop and everybody trying to explain that, you know, you don't always have to be angry about everything. But of course, the Vixen wasn't having any of it because this is the Vixen. And then Monique started in. And she was blaming everything on her lack of money and her situation. Yeah, she went full Chi-Chi in this episode. And honestly, she did. Yeah, like the Vixen and Monique, I was like, I am so ready for you two to go. And it's funny because I like Monique as a person. I like her her narration. I think she, as she seems very personable. But a lot of the stuff with the money and a lot of the stuff with the last minute costuming, just, yeah. And this... This week was not a good week for Monique. No. Um, and also, you know, we, we saw with Drag on a Dime, you know, which was the very first episode here, you can make some awesome looks on Next to Nothing. So Monique, I don't think, is being completely honest with herself and blaming some of this and her lack of, you know, if you're doing your costumes a half an hour before you go on stage and you know you're going to be on this show, that seems to be a problem. That's not money. That's procrastination and other issues, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do like Monique, and she has done some really good stuff, but as soon as she starts getting into the, why aren't the judges, you know, recognizing my looks, you know, I all of my stuff is so good, it's just I don't have the money, I'm just like, bitch, come on. At this point, like, you've made it to this point, which is more than halfway through the, the season, I believe, and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it can only carry you so far, so. The fact that she got this far on, you know, pulling costumes out of her ass speaks to her talents in a way. Yeah, it does. And that's what Cracker says to her at some point in the episode, too, that, you know, you're wearing an outfit that's not even hemmed. And like I said, last week I saw it, the slit up there was so bad that you could see what I, I wasn't sure if it was a bodysuit or whatever, but it was the white lace panty that she was wearing because in this episode she took her skirt off and she was kind of dancing around the workroom and just the top and it was visible through this, the slit and that's not, you know, that's that's sloppy, that's not on form so mm-hmm. yeah right, right. kind of needs to sit back and take a deep breath and figure out how she's doing stuff so anyway then we went to commercial when we came back we started with this week's mini challenge which was the library is open Woo-hoo! because reading is what fundamental i honestly like that rue kind of put in another little psa political commentary about what's going on with the Department of Education. Oh, Uh goodness, yes. Oh, this episode's very political. I have to call something out before we actually get into the reading challenge. And and this is going to sound really... Like, this episode, I'm actually going to be very nice to Aquaria, but I love Aquaria's boy look. Yeah, I think he's really cute. This is as long as he doesn't open his mouth. I think my exact comment was, that's the gayest thing since Adam Rippon danced (laughs) to Sissy That Walk, which had happened, like, the week before. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. I've heard all about it on on Dancing with Stars, but I need to catch up on that. But, you know, Aquarius good-looking, in a way. I mean, he's, like, not quite my type, but yeah. Um, And I think, I don't know about anybody else, I can't speak for you, but I'm going to be nice to Aquaria, which is kind of against my better nature, but, you know, we call out compliments and compliment people when they actually do stuff right. She had a good week. She had yeah. a very good week. So we had the reading challenge, and I didn't take a lot of notes because I was just too busy laughing, mostly. No one landed a clunker that they showed. Yeah. So so that just tells me that that everybody was really good at it because they didn't show any fails. Yeah, I thought everybody was really, really good. I thought Eureka was the best, so I think because Eureka won, and I think she it was a deserved win, but there were a number of people that were equal. There was nobody that was like, oh my god, you're embarrassing yourself, or what have you. Biggest problem I had was that so many people were going for Vixen's hair. I mean, Vixen's hair is not great, 
but it just kind of seemed like the same joke over and over again. So it feels like, I mean, I know they prepare things beforehand, you know, they, they like know the reading challenge is coming up. So they kind of think in their head, like, what are they going to say to everybody? But you would think that after the first person made the joke that they would, you know, back off on it. And I mean, like Eureka cut everyone to the quick by being like, yeah, I know you're going to call me fat. So. Right. Whatever. Which I, I you know, done, yeah. Points, yeah, points to her for that, too. And, you know, Riga won and she got a $2,000 gift card to somewhere. I forgot to put where. Uh, LAI but... works. Uh, right. That's, well, she wears glasses. It's good. It works. Yeah, yeah. no, it's nice. Um, and, of course, we already saw, and yeah, sure, it's editing, too. We saw the vixen was getting, you know, salty and kind of rolling her eyes that Eureka won because, God forbid, anybody else should win besides the vixen. Uh, and then we went on to our maxi challenge, which was Snatch Game. Yay! Yay! And I'm just going to say this, because I'm sure it's going to come up repeatedly. Okay, Snatch Game has now been a staple of RuPaul's Drag Race since season two. If you're on the show, if you're auditioning for the show, you should fucking know this is coming up and fucking be prepared for it. They even ask people, you know, when they're, you know, auditioning, what three characters would you do if you're doing Snatch Game? I think actually this time I have less problem with people not being prepared because it seemed like a lot of people had one or two different Snatch Games. And I think that when Rue was going through doing her walk around that there was a lot of shading queens or you know making them second guess themselves which can be a really good thing but sometimes when rue was doing that i was like oh well you talked them out of doing something that they probably would have done better at than what they ended up doing so i i I think it's there there's almost a little too much digging because they do want to get people unprepared like a note for the producers, they do want to have some people who fail really hard, so they don't want people to come in prepared. Of course. Just right. my opinion. Yeah, I just, it's, I think to me, not only that, but it's also, you know, if you're going to pick a character and, you know, not just think about the look, like if you're going to do, oh, I don't know, uh, Maxine Waters, maybe you should sort of practice with your friends or kind of do a run through and kind of figure out jokes and, and how they're going to land. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's one of the things where this is not, it didn't come out of nowhere. So I kind of wish that people had a little bit more preparation, but yeah, yeah, that one I would agree with. I think most of the other ones were prepared fairly well. Uh, one thing that we should mention, because it did come up very early on in like, basically they announced Snatch Game and then as they were getting ready, they got into it. But the special guest who came through the workroom. Oh, yes. Room. Yes. Well, th- we had the workroom very soon on and it was Bianca Del Rio. Woo! And I just want to say Bianca looked fucking awesome. I love oh, all that turquoise. She was yeah. magnificent. Bianca's just awesome. And it Bianca's was fantastic. I, I think it was good because also, you know, as everybody knows, like Bianca's sort of the uh, the mean comedy queen. She was not mean. I mean, she can be, and we saw this even in her season, she can be very, very nurturing and supportive of other people. Yeah. And I thought she did a good job talking to people all the way through. Yeah, and to say things that Rue perhaps really felt he couldn't say. Yeah. It right. did make me feel a little nostalgic because they were talking about, like, how memorable bianca's snatch game was and i mean bianca's snatch game was fantastic but it didn't win because there were still uh snatches that were better like i mean in uh that season it it went to ben de la creme but bianca doesn't everything go to ben de la creme (laughs) but bianca was fantastic and then you also had adore doing that just fantastic and nicole smith yes that case apparently making drug jokes was okay As we will discuss later, you know, because she was definitely like Anna Nicole Smith on something. But yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal. Very, very strong thing. So Bianca was there looking ravishing and in turquoise, yeah. dripping in turquoise uh, with Rue. And so they sort of went around the room. And we fir- before uh, we even saw Bianca, we found out that Cameron was going to do uh, China. The, China the wrestler. The wrestler. Uh, Joni Laurie, Lor- I believe is her real name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a perfect, perfect choice for Cameron in terms of just look because China is sort of a muscle queen, muscle bio queen, I guess. And then uh, Monet, since she was doing Maya Angelou, which of course, if you watch All Stars 3, I think we all kind of like went, oh my god, no. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah red alert, red alert, oh my god, are you sure? When I when I heard about it beforehand, before the show, I was, I had pause, but as soon as she 
did her little Maya Angelou before she announced who she was doing, I was like, oh, I think this might turn out really well. I mean, I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, it's going to be like middling, but it just fucking blew me away. Monet is fucking funny. And I think she, she, she's somebody who clearly studied and clearly worked on this before she got there because she was able to land all this stuff and she wrote poems. She like got the character completely. Absolutely. yeah, and then of course the vixen decided she was going to do Blue Ivy Carter, which and... could have worked. It could have worked. Yeah, yeah, but it did. It, it's so much of a blank slate. The only problem is vixen isn't creative enough to do anything with that black blank slate. Yeah, I think if you had somebody who was good at doing kids or actually had thought about it, I mean, she, because we don't know what Blue Ivy's character personality is really like, other than yeah, she said in memes. Um, you could just be a bratty kid. You could have been a rapping kid. You could have, you know, done so many things with it and played with it. And it, she wouldn't have to have been, you know, Blue Ivy Carter for real, because that's the whole point of Snatch Game is to go over the top. I think right. the sins of the daughter were the sins of the mother, in that Vixen was relying way too much on Asia to do Beyonce. And Asia's Beyonce. Well, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. And and as you know, Michelle and everybody else has said, basically, don't do Beyonce on Snatch Game. It never works. Yep. You know that trick never works. Yeah, I have that written in capitals with periods between it. If you know, I had not been writing it down, I would have been doing the little the hand little claps. Hand clap. Yeah. 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 Do not do Beyonce. Um. Right. And honestly, I think Asia. The original choice of Whitney Houston, I think she should have stuck with that. I mean, that was one of the ones that Rue talked her out of. And I'm like, you could have just, like, not had drugs in front of you. You could have just suggested it like Adore did with Anna Nicole Smith and then gotten away with it. You could have found funny in there without going too over the top. Instead, she tried to put something entirely new together and like we said do not fucking do beyonce because nobody's done it right and like i've heard of beyonce for many years now i could not tell you what beyonce's fucking personality is i could but it's not something that i think could translate well to to a comedy situation like snatch game i mean something like when they did the diva live i think you can parody her as a performer because you know in movement but it's her personality and who she is she's just not that kind unless you're going to just go full out diva which you know that's a fine line in terms of being mean as compared to being you know they were all saying oh she's such a southern lady which i don't think is always true because beyonce is a businesswoman. beyonce is a very forceful i believe she's a leo woman but it, it's very very hard to do it i think asia i get the feeling she's like i don't want to say intimidated but i think she tends to think too much about certain yeah. things instead of going with her gut. I mean, I suppose if I were to do Beyonce, and I would never do Beyonce because super white, but I would like have a baseball bat and I would really play up like that lemonade, like you know, you know, Becky with the where's Becky with the good hair, and try try to pull something from that because almost real Beyonce is very there, there's very much. Um, a veneer of you know she's the queen of the world but when you get more into her music and stuff then maybe you could pull something out but yeah it's it's a hard thing and i i think that any queens watching the show should just like scratch her off the list yes. of potential characters just don't go there you you can't it, it's no man's land no woman's land no person's land no beyonce's land just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so then we got to Eureka, and Eureka was waffling between Divine and Honey Boo Boo. Um, and I think in this case, Rue was right, and Bianca was right, that Divine, Eureka's Divine was terrible, um, and Honey Boo Boo is just also gives you so much more to play with. I, I think, it does. I think Honey Boo Boo is also very close to he- Eureka is. Like, the, the, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that sounds terrible, but. No, it doesn't. Of, it doesn't. Kind of like this very enthusiastic Southern. She basically just played like an amped up childlike version of herself. And I think it worked really fucking well. Right. And she also, I mean, she was able to figure out shticks, whether it was, you know, just like answering things with, you know, drawings. Here, I drew a picture of a bunny um, and sort of, you know, and, and also just watching her. Like when the camera was, would suddenly be honest, she was like 
doing the pixie stick. She was drinking Mountain Dew. She had a can of Red Bull. She had just like physical props and was doing stuff, even when nobody was paying attention to her. So she was in character the whole time. So I think that was a really good suggestion not to do Divine. Because oh, yeah. I, I yeah, think her, her Divine was awful. Yeah, I think there are some people out there who probably can do Divine and do it well because Divine is a very... Divine, the character was very over the top to begin with. But yeah, Eureka was just not... It, it sounded like Eureka. Um, so Honey Boo Boo was, you know, a, a brilliant choice. Yeah. Uh, and Ruth yeah. said uh, at the time, you got to go for what you know. You got to go for the jugular. Uh, you know, you can't kind of play it safe. Uh, then we got to Monique and Monique's Maxine Waters uh, versus Cookie from... Empire, yeah, which I think she should. I think should have done cookie because again, cookie's much more of an over the top kind of. You can do anything you want with it. Character diva, crazy. From I mean, I don't watch the show that much, but I, but you know. basically, Bob did cookie in uh, season eight, so we all were, yeah. we kind of have an idea of what that was, right? And right. that would have been fucking hilarious for snatch game. Meanwhile, Maxine Waters. I think you could have gotten something, but you needed to know more about her, and you needed. She was way too serious about it, like and and the real Maxine Waters is not serious. She's hysterical on her own right. I would love she to see is. her fight. Come on, RuPaul, and just talk to me. Because yeah, she's good. She, it's like one of those things where, like Judge Judy or even Darth, you have to know your zingers and you have to think on your feet and be able to like boom, boom, boom. And there was that was not happening there. And quoting facts about, you know, stuff doesn't, isn't funny. No, no. <laughs> Especially if so, you don't know them. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Carson said later, it's like, you know, she read the first couple lines on a Wikipedia page and... We're done. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bruce said flat out to make it funny. And I think Monique was kind of intimidated by that and then didn't make it funny. So Cookie would have been a much better choice. And I think in that case, Rue was actually trying to steer her away from, uh, from Maxine and it didn't happen talking to people but i think people need to go with their gut and just whatever they were prepared for like look at cracker they talked to cracker and she wanted to do dorothy parker and rue was kind of like mm, i don't know i don't know if it's the best choice but it was the best choice for cracker i live um, for dorothy parker i was so excited that cracker decided to do dorothy parker i'm a little disappointed by how it turned out it wasn't bad but it wasn't good I mean, like, obviously, it, it was kind of boring because you didn't see much of it, so they cut it out. So it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just kind of meh. But I give Cracker points just for deciding to do Dorothy Parker. Oh, that's sure. Great. And that's not yes. just because I love Cracker, that's because I love Dorothy Parker. Me too. And, and also, I think it was a more, it was kind of like Sasha doing Marlena Dietrich or even <laughs> doing um, Maggie Smith, where it's it was a more cerebral choice. It wasn't your obvious, like, you know, five celebrities that, that most drag queens impersonate, which I thought was good. I, I just, I always go for the brainy queens. So. Yeah, I am with you. I, I think it was, you know, and I also wonder how much we didn't see on camera because, you know, obviously they didn't, they edited Cracker out a lot. They were focusing on the hot mess that was Beyonce and <gasps> Blue Ivy, et cetera, um, and, and Maxine Waters. So I don't know. We, we don't really know whether it was funny or not because we didn't actually see it on camera. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, there, it could have been better. And then we got to Aquaria and Aquaria decided to do Melania Trump. I, my note at the time was it seems like she's reticent, but it might actually work because they do have things in common. So <laughs> I, I thought it was a really good choice. I, I, yeah. I, I was like, wow, there's a lot you can mine there. And yeah, I just, yeah, it was, it was a good choice. It was topical. And there was just so much that you could use. And, and she used it. And she used yeah. it. Yeah. And again, talking about knowing your subject and kind of like, you know, doing the research. I mean, she started even before... She, when she was in the workroom, she had the Tiffany box there. Yeah, she already right. had the props. She knew. And again, that was the thing with Eureka too. Have, you know, you can't just be the person. You need props. You need to kind of figure out sticks more than just repeating lines or whatever. And yeah, Aquaria like surprised me. And we'll talk about that more in a bit. But it was turned out to be a phenomenal choice. So I was surprised by Aquaria because I think sometimes we clock her for being kind of shallow and not that with things. But I, right. in this case... She was on point. Well, I think even when she was talking with Rue in the workroom about how she presents herself, I think we were seeing a little bit more of actual Aquaria in that she's kind of, she puts up these guards and doesn't really want to let people in because she is this Instagram queen and she wants to present a certain persona. And I actually, I am finding as the weeks are going on and we're seeing little bits of Aquaria, I don't 
She's not my favorite, but it's like, I'm kind of liking you a little bit more because we are seeing some very nice moments with her and especially the other New York queens. And it's like, oh, you actually seem like you might be kind of cool. Yeah, and Maybe. also I think we're starting to see less drama. I mean, when they first started, I think, I don't know whether the producers were trying to push that drama with her and Cracker and or whether she was just that insecure. Because remember, she's only like 21. Uh, so that comes out. But yeah, I think she's starting to let her guard down. We're seeing a little bit more. And I'm I'm not disliking her anymore. And this week in particular, I have to say, I liked what she did and I can't find fault with anything. So then we saw a little bit more and uh, Vixen and Asia decided to do a mother-daughter act and they were going to do banter and they were going to set things up. And we got Monet in the voiceover saying that Beyonce is never funny and it's a bad, bad idea. But Apparently, nobody listened to Monet either. So oh, yeah. then we had Snatch Game. It was a good Snatch Game. I don't think it was a great Snatch Game. As you were saying, you know, there's kind of nostalgia for when we had three really strong people up there. But I think we had three fairly strong people here, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe four? Uh, three. <laughs> I think the three that were in the top really deserved to be in the top. And the two that yeah. were safe were good. And But the th- three that were in the bottom... Oh boy, they were yeah. really bottom. When you bomb, you really bomb. It's like Chi-Chi as uh, Maya Angelou. It's just like, uh, no girl, no. And and it didn't work. And, you know, everybody, the, the three of them were also really mean to each other and everybody else. There was a lot of sniping going on and not like finding a way of like, not the Bianca form of, you know, giving somebody a zinger or, you know, reading a zinger. It just got nasty and kind of like barbed. Yeah. While we didn't see a lot of her in the Snatch Game, I'm finding, I, I mean, we've talked before about how we feel about Cameron, but she's turning out to be one of my favorite queens this season. She's very quiet, but she's very much a thinking queen. Yeah, she's very smart. And very funny. Yeah, but I she's mean, she's not willing to let herself be funny quite yet. She's she's working towards it. Well, we'll talk during Untucked, but I thought she was actually fucking funny in Untucked when she and Cracker were talking. We saw the real Cameron starting to come out. So yeah, well, I think she did a really good job with China, and the some of the jokes that she made as China were were very smart. I liked her yeah. playing off of Aquaria. Yeah, and. And also, again, with props, I mean, you know, they, they cut to her and she was just sitting there like pumping iron. She had hand weights and she was doing like little, you know, again, sticky things. So she was getting into the character, which is fabulous. That's what you want for the match game. This might have been one of the things that were cut, but I was rather surprised she didn't make a crack about the fact that China does porn now. That I didn't know. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, China plays She-Hulk in like... <laughs> Ooh, That's awesome. uh, ooh, <laughs> in, in comic-based porn. It's really oh, I scary. Well, I, I, I mean, I remember, you know, years ago when she was kind of a big thing as a wrestler and there was a lot of questions about, like, steroids and stuff. And, but I didn't know she what was going on with her. So but that's kind of cool. You know, nothing wrong with porn. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I just thought, you know, they often didn't like to make jokes about, you know, like, subversive stuff like that. But that might have been one of the things that were cut out because I do think... When I was watching this, the fact that they didn't show a lot of Cameron and Cracker, I was like, okay, these two are going to be safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when, when Cracker was actually allowed to say something, I thought she got some good lines in because they were very, and they were very much in character. Maybe it was too dry for what, you know, Rue wants from Snatch Game, but I thought she was clever too. And the one thing I do like is the queens that really landed their jokes. I love watching Rue laugh. I love watching yeah. Rue and Michelle laugh there and, and the guests too, like having fun with it. Cause that's part of the, the joy of Snatch Game is funny as compared to just yeah. taking everything so seriously. But seriously, Aquaria, it was like, as we were watching this, I was like, I don't want her to do well. I don't want her to do well. Oh my God, she's doing really well. I, I was actually really starting to root for her as we were, like, from the first moment where she's like, I got you a present and that's the help me in the box. I'm like, oh shit, she's going to win. <laughs> she pulled it out. And I mean, just like, even the, the lines, and she was feeding off of other people. So she was thinking on her feet, you know, there was the improv going on there and i was really impressed by that yeah. you know when she started with the the pee hookers or you know the line about oh now i know why my husband has a problem with china and it was like okay that is brilliant you know she it was political it was topical and she was like nailing every single like smack down yeah. going on there so it reminded me of i can't remember the name of the comedian who does it but the woman who impersonates 
Melania on Stephen Colbert. Right. Which is actually a very smart way to handle a snatch game by taking somebody else's impersonation and kind of twisting it and making it your own. I mean, it is, you know, a little... But I mean, it's hard to impersonate somebody else's impersonation. So it's it's a little bit of a shortcut if you're not good at doing impersonations because... I think a lot of people do kind of think of the the Colbert impersonation rather than actual Melania. Somebody on SNL does her Saturday Night Live does her really well too, and all their little shorts. So I think there, it's she's very similar to the Colbert one. So it's kind of like yeah, there's this the cartoony version of Melania that's out there, and that's fine. I mean, that's part of the the point of Snatch Game too is that everything has got to be over the top and you know a little bit like you know caricature of the person. And like I said, I, I just Aquarius shocked me in terms of how smart and how fast on her feet she was for somebody who says she's kind of reticent, you know, and, and doesn't always get her words in the right order, etc. But she got all those barbs in there and beautifully. So. Well, when Rue mispronounced Melania and she immediately responded by calling Rue Barack. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's 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 how you do snatch game. That's you've got to be able to improvise. And she did it. Yeah, no, she was, I I, I cannot, like, fault her at all, even, I mean, I kept trying to, as you said, I was like, don't win, don't win, but all three top people, I mean, I thought that, I mean, especially knowing the clusterfuck that was Chi-Chi's Maya Angelou, I thought Monet was just, like, brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. It was obviously somebody who was a fan of Maya Angelou, which is not something that I really got from Chi-Chi, but Monet got it, and, like, here's I know everything and I'm going to turn it all into a joke and she picked up other people's jokes like Monique became a mush mouth at one point and Monet ended up picking up the jokes instead and it just worked so fucking well and the poem oh it was just really good yeah and Monet is a comedy queen so we and you know as we said Monet is uh, Bob's drag sister she just she had everything there and you know it was a simple costume it wasn't you know that fancy it was just kind of like a muumu and and the hair and the teeth and you know and and, and the dark glasses but she got everything right yeah. and then amped it and and you know she started the joke that you know Rue had handed you know what is the cavebridge thing well Monet had it you know when it started, she handed Rue the joke. So, and of course, you know, as we found out afterwards, Monet had no clue how bad Chi-Chi's Maya Angela was. Yeah. So I, I can imagine like Rue and, and Michelle kind of going, oh my God, we've got another one. And then just being so blown away yeah. by this. And Eureka, who we've talked a little bit about as Honey Boo Boo, but one of the things that I thought was so brilliant about Eureka's Honey Boo Boo is that it was kind of the one joke. It was the, she can't write so she could draw pictures but each time she did it she escalated it it was that uh, she did it three times it's the rule of three yeah. which is a, a rule in comedy first it's like i just drew a picture and then the second time it's like i drew on my stomach and then the second third time she just turns around and just her whole face is just covered in marker and of course i also like cringed i was like oh i hope that's not a sharpie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they do. I- yeah, and it's like, you know, again, you know, Honey Boo Boo is somebody who's easily parodied because she's an over-the-top personality. And, and it wasn't mean comedy. It wasn't like, you know, I, I, I was very pleased that, you know, she's impersonating a six-year-old kid or I don't know how old Lana is these days. But, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, even when she kind of like, went with, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm a wiener or, you know, like the Sketty joke. It wasn't mean-spirited towards her or or mama june or any of that stuff it, it she got it and she got like why people actually are amused by the characters compared to just like being right. Right. Uh, i enjoyed that she is a larger queen she didn't make the joke i'm gonna eat all the time because that's happened a couple of times we had that with latrice's aretha franklin and ginger as adele where it's just i'm gonna eat the entire time and you could have done that for honey boo boo like having her eat her food and when i first saw her with the pixie stick i'm like are we gonna be getting that again but no she went in a completely different direction that was just you know one of the bits of that she did so i was happy about that so well we've we've talked about the girls that did really well and we've talked about the girls who did kind of middling is there anything else that we have to say about the girls who did poorly other than don't do beyonce 
Don't you, Beyonce, if you're going to do a, a kid, at least, like, find something funny about it, find something unique, because she just was playing an annoying brat, and it wasn't, or, you know, talking to mama, and, yeah, you know, if you're going to play somebody like Maxine Waters who's funny, just, like, actually learn why they're funny, and amp that out instead of, you know, getting on the serious end, so, yeah. My so, interpretation, though, of the Beyonce Blue Ivy thing was is that the Vixen had planned to do a bunch of rich kid stuff. And Adrian was like, oh, no, 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 you don't know. You take my lead because I'm the mother. And and so Vixen actually got shut down a bit because Asia was, was being uh, the main mom and yeah. and, and, and not let, letting um, the Vixen do all the uh, rich kid jokes. It's like, yeah, oh, yes, he is my caviar. Yes, he is my whatever. You know? Yeah, I, I saw that she, you know, it comes with the She did. She like started to like, oh, you know, when... Rue asks, what are you wearing in that ha- the House of Darion? And she's like, no, it's Couture. But that's actually like a bad joke because House of Darion, which is Beyonce's label for anybody who doesn't know, is Couture. So- yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. I definitely agree. I think that the Vixen, while she did poorly, I think a lot of it was on Asia because Asia was just really shutting her down. It might've been interesting to see what the Vixen had done on her own. And I mean, it's like she had the spoon there and I was like really confused about that. Like why she was cleaning the spoon. And I'm like, Oh, she's got a silver spoon in her mouth. Oh, I missed that completely. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think that she was trying to go for a kid who doesn't realize that not everybody is rich. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there are ways of playing that, but it just didn't, come through unfortunately yeah. somewhere in there a special appearance by alex trebek in the middle of everything I, I just was amused by that because i watched jeopardy regularly and about two weeks ago there was actually a category uh it was like rue views which was rue actually reading the questions and they were all about cross-dressing it was like mrs Doubtfire <laughs> and lakasha fall it was all about like cross-dressing and, and drag queen movies so it was just kind of funny that all of a sudden alex trebek kind of popped up and Ruid popped up on Jeopardy, so yeah. And we'll see more of Alex later, but it was kind of silly, but it, it, at least it kind of worked. And it's like, oh, that's nice. He's a fan too. Yeah. Uh, though I do think that instead of uh, Queens must respond with a blank, my answer would have been Queens must respond with a read. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, you're better at this than we are. Well, no, I think it's it's more I'm better than the models that they tend to get on. <laughs> Like, um, uh, was it Audra McDonald wasn't bad? Yeah, well, Audra McDonald, I mean, she's an actress. She's yeah, a singer. Yeah. She's a producer. Yeah, Kate Upton is sort of kind of an actress. Um, well, she's been in movies. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you an <laughs> yeah, actress. Bit, yeah, I know. I was, I was being kind. I've only seen one movie she was in, and it was terrible anyway. So Yeah, uh, but that's happened before, that they've gotten people that aren't too great on as the Snatch Game contestants. And I think, actually, like, having a good contestant does kind of help out the queens so and it made me really sad because bianca comes on at the end dressed as judge judy and i'm like oh man it would have been super funny if they had brought bianca as judge judy and had her be one of the contestants on snatch that would have been brilliant yeah Yeah. i but I, i wonder if they would have thought that was too intimidating you know but yeah bianca i wish we had gotten more bianca because we love bianca so then after that, we had our mermaid extravaganza, uh, which was our runway challenge. And we can go through everybody one at a time because we didn't see a lot in the workroom for the uh, what the mermaid stuff. Really. We just yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah, we went straight supposed- to the runway. The workroom was basically just everybody sniping at each other about the fact that that didn't go well. People are jealous. People are mad at other people. Whatever. So was the more- mermaid challenge was um in tribute to the to uh bet midler yes mentioned and yeah and her stage shows of this in, in i guess the 1970s i don't know if she yeah, did was, that as yeah. then i wasn't the, i think the character was dolores delago we started out with monique she was the first one out and also <sighs> i thought it was the pit crew like bet we used to have people will her out in the the wheelchair all our queens came out with the help of the pit crew but yeah. um Okay, Monique's, uh, it was a nightmare. It was sloppy. The top was awful. I don't know what the top was supposed to be. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. The bottom was, like, passable, but only, like, in a grade school mermaid class project yeah. it, way. It looked, looked very much like a mom made it the night before for a school play, yeah. 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 And her makeup was awful, and I don't know if she had those white dots, which I guess were supposed to be pearls on her face, but it looked like spider's eggs or something. It was yeah. gross. Um, I thought the fin was baggy. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the fin did not fit. It did not look like a fin. The makeup I actually thought wasn't too bad. I think the the makeup was the nicest thing, but everything else I fucking hated. Yeah, and her wig was, I mean, it was there, but I mean, it was, it was, went with the makeup in terms of being pink, but I just wish she had done something different with the hair. I don't even know what. It just kind of was. It was shake and go. Like a big, big fail on top of the. Other um, fail. Thing. Yeah. Um, then Miss Cracker came out and I thought she was adorable. I She's just, cute. I, I loved the, the crown. I loved the hair, the makeup, the, you know, the accessories. I just thought she looked really cute. The tail though. Mm, yeah. yeah. She was okay. really close to looking really great. Uh, from the waist up, she looks fantastic. I like what she did with the bra, what she did with the hair and everything, the crown. But the tail, it was almost there. It was like she had worked really hard on it for three weeks and then realized she only had a night left to work on it. And so she like just traced a fin out of cardboard and like stuck it on the bottom. And it's like, there, I'm done. Because the fin was cardboard. That had okay, like, I missed yeah. it, and that's why, you know, there's three of us here. I missed all that. Good catch. Yeah, it was so close to being very nice, but yeah, just one bit can really mess something up for you. Oh, te- definitely. I mean, that's what we've said, you know, as customers, too, when you see somebody wearing something fabulous, and then they've got the one thing that's, you know, half-assed or cheap or whatever, and it just ruins the whole look. So next we got Aquaria, and all right, I didn't love that look. I know everybody loved it, but... I didn't like the whole dripping oil right. aesthetic. Points for thinking out of the box. I yeah. did not like the aesthetic, but okay, I got what, what the story she was telling. Right, mm-hmm. same. Yeah, it just wasn't my favorite and, you know. Right. The judges tend to go crazy over Aquarius looks when I kind of think they're they're interesting but basic. I, I'm actually going to politely disagree with my co-host on this. Oh, I, sure. I, I thought, oh, sure. I thought the look was gorgeous. It did seem to be somewhat simplistic, but there was a lot of small details in it, which I thought were great. I love that she did her hair to look wet. Yeah. Yeah, then I liked. She probably destroyed a wig to do that. The oil looked really realistic. She has tits. Yeah. For so the first That's time, true. Aquaria has tits. I like the, I think Carson pointed out the shredded look on the fin, yeah. which was really nice. And also that when they're doing the judging, she shows off her hands and she's got like the webbing in between her fingers. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you show that off on stage? It's like, so there was a lot of nice little details in there that while on first blush, it might seem kind of simplistic. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I got the story. I, didn't hate it i i just didn't love it as much as i think the judges did and obviously as much as you do mc which is fine yeah you know just like sometimes it's just an aesthetic that doesn't like you know make our toes curl and that's okay you know oh, yeah it definitely there was a lot of effort and a lot of work that went into it but like i said there were, i i tend to like more zhuzh even if it's something that's more uh, you know horror or, or dark based i guess but then we had Asia. I liked the idea, and I thought it was I thought it was an interesting take on it. I mean, I, I know that Michelle did not get the mask, the lionfish mask at all. I thought it was a really cool idea. I don't know if it, the execution worked out completely right. I mean, like I guess in fan circles, a lot of times you see the the flipping of the you know the fish headed mermaid with the lady's body, you know, kind of jokey. But it was interesting. It was a different take on mermaid. And again, thinking out of the box, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. really creative, and I mean, it doesn't even need to be like a top half fish, bottom half human. Yeah, it was very much like an anthropomorphized fish, and you do see like these fish monsters with these like incredible faces. I think like the one thing is that maybe there was a bit too much going on in the middle area with all of these I, I think they were supposed to be fins or something but they were like scarves she said she was a lionfish and lionfish actually have like a lot of spiny like floaty things that go around okay. them. they're very busy fish so yeah okay but yeah I I did well like it was with the, the puffed sleeves and everything it just seemed like there was there could have been some editing done in the middle but I, I thought it was very creative and I liked that we didn't just see like 15 versions of Ariel Right, exactly. Yeah. My my only like my major problem with that, which is not a terrible thing, I somebody clocked her later about her hair, and I think I would have liked to have seen something different with mm-hmm. the hair. That was like to to go with the mask and kind of like make you really gasp and go, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Uh, but I like the idea. I thought it was very very different take, and it was a cool take. I, you know, I, I think the judges were 
mostly wrong about this. So they, I think it was Audrey McDonald who loved it. Then we got the vic- uh, the vixen. And, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Her hair and her her hair and her face were actually really great for her, but from the neck down, what the fuck was going on? She's, where were her titties? It's the I'm same saying, mistake every fucking week, where it's just like this sloppy ass look, where it's like I'm gonna throw this together overnight, and it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, and it just—I was getting Serena Cha Cha vibes only. You know, the vixen should know better because she is actually a higher, been a drag longer, and and speaks so highly of herself as a, a drag queen, these are things she, she should have known, including, you know, she was rightly clocked. They're like, why wasn't she wearing a fucking bra? <laughs> you know, yeah. well, that top should not have been just like two pieces of paper mache sticking and like sliding and, and boy chest underneath. Yeah. And That's also, what. this is episode, what, eight? Seven, I think. Okay. And Serena Chacha was out of it by episode two. So... Yeah, no, you have no excuse for Serena Chachang yet. This is this was terrible. I did not like the tail. I did not. The chest was inexcusable. As Rue pointed out, you know her face and you know was fabulous. It was probably the best painting she'd ever done. And the the wig and the the top and whatever she was doing on top worked with it. But like that, you can't just be all face and and no body, especially for a challenge like this where. The face is almost less important than the way the body looks because this is about transforming into a mermaid. So right. the body yeah. needs to be on point. Yeah, and after that we had Monet, and I liked it. I mean, I, I it, there was some flaws with it, but I liked that again. She was thinking out of the box. She was trying to be a warrior mermaid and and a little bit different. So oh, she I, had that. She had that that great uh, the mace thing. Yeah, the, the the big grace piece, which was which when I looked at it, it's like. That's for the bionicles. It's for a Lego bionicle kit. You oh, know? really? And, 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 yeah, there's one year where the where the bionicle like good guys use that exact shape, you know, the, to shoot at things. And I've got tons of them scattered around the house, which we're still finding, <laughs> even though this came out like ten years ago. Okay, I did not get that. I I didn't understand quite what it was. It did look like some sort of macer thing. I personally, if I were going for a warrior mermaid, I would have gone with a trident. Yeah, or yeah. a spear harpoon yeah. thing yeah something yeah. i think it would have been year. a lot easier to carry in your freaking suitcase if <laughs> unless she made that there i'm not sure if she would have even been able to get that in her suitcase um and it seems like stuff they could have in the workroom yeah that was an, an issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean you know it was it wasn't the most refined but i liked the idea and just sort of you know somebody made a joke about you know, you know tina tuna but it did have kind of like that auntie entity from mad max kind of yeah. feel to it in terms of mermaids so i thought it was kind of cool and again thinking out of the box i yeah. thought it was great i loved the makeup that was on the face like the the, the deep scratches uh, some on the uh, some on the fin yeah like when i first saw her painting in the workroom they hadn't announced what the the challenge was yet and so but I had seen like a mermaid tale, so I'm like, are they doing like some sort of like fairy tale, like mythical creature thing? Is she like going to be like a werewolf or something? Because I got was getting <laughs> Harry Potter vibes there. But I like what she did. I like the chest piece and the arm gauntlets, which I think were probably made out of some sort of thermoplastic. Um, they didn't right. look paper mache. They did look more like I can't remember. What the thermoplastic stuff is called anymore? Warbla, warbla. Yeah, that's what I'm. My brain's not working right now. Um, Can you tell we're customers here? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Her tail, just everything. There was some nice the 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 work on the scales were all really fantastic. So yeah, the hair didn't quite work for me. I do. Okay. Kind, I kind of went with Michelle in that when I first saw it, I was thinking more of a litter kind of storyline but then it's like okay warrior but it's either way it's good i like that yeah and you know as michelle said she got the story even if she got the story wrong there was definitely a story that the costume was telling points to monet because i think she's she's stepped up too then after that we got eureka and i thought eureka's hair and makeup was wow um i thought the body was a little plain i i, I know what she was going for but like from the neck down it was kind of it was like the start, it, to me, it was like the base of a, you know, kind of like an evil leather mama mermaid, but it didn't quite go there. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it could have used more. And I don't know if she needed the blood 
in that kind of thing either. Yeah, the blood didn't work. Yeah, I thought she was okay. She wasn't my favorite. I do wish Eureka would embrace her curves a bit more because I noticed she's always doing this thing with her outfits where she puts a big-ass line down the front of her costume to try and create an illusion of being thinner, which, you know, is, is a way to do it. But it just seems to be something that's repeating in everything she does. And I just might have liked to have seen something a little different. Like, I mean, she was going on about Ursula the Sea Witch. I think that she should have just gotten, like, full tilt into that if she wanted to go for this gothic kind of fantasy. And just go for the tentacles rather than the fins. Because nobody says that a mermaid has to have a fin. Right. So, yeah, just... But it it was just kind of, like, basic. And just, it's like, okay, you're a dark mermaid creature okay sure yeah and like i said her her hair and her makeup were fabulous but it just i mean the fact that like to me the tail was like just a stripe of leather and then it was like body stocking illusion stuff on the sides it was just there was something really really off about it i also thought that what might have been interesting if she wanted to go for that look and she wanted to kind of tip hat to the fact that she is a larger queen have it be a fucking orca right Ooh. That would actually have been funny and, and, and beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a, be a whale. Don't be a, a fish. Yeah. So, yeah, that would have been great. Uh, and then last but not least, and I was like suddenly thinking, did we miss her? No. It was Cameron. And Cameron came last. And I just thought Cameron was so pretty. And I, I loved the, the mirror. And I just, it was very, very like Mermaid Barbie. And as a Barbie collector, I totally got that vibe immediately. So oh, I, I agreed. Was, yeah. yeah. It was very cool. pretty. It, it was pretty and it was clean. It was very much this is a mermaid look. And if you actually looked at the fabric that she had used, I think the the scale pattern was actually like printed onto the fabric. So that was, it was really beautiful looking and very striking. And all of the pieces were just very cleanly put together and just made a complete look. Like this looked a lot more professional than some of the other looks did. Yeah, and also I noticed, like, we picked it up more in Untucked when they did a close-up on her face. She actually had, like, painted scales or stenciled scales, like, on the highlighting of her cheeks. So there was, yeah. like, a, there was like little details like that, which really, like, you know, gave it that extra oomph, you know, that you didn't see from a distance. But when you looked at a close it's like, okay, you know what? This is somebody who's, like, willing to have you look up close. And, you know, it, when you judge for a costume contest and whatever cosplay contest there's workmanship and if you you know there's the the uh, what do you look like on stage and what do people see in the, the audience and then what people see when they're looking up close and looking at all your details mm-hmm. and from what i could see with cameron it was beautiful because she added those little extra things that some of the other people just kind of like missed entirely so yeah i, I just thought it was a beautiful beautiful look so mm-hmm. so we then were told that cameron and cracker were safe and uh, as we found it on talk they were both perfectly fine with that which was good you know (laughs) we've had people like monique who are safe who just like then throw hissy fits about why am i safe why aren't i awesome and i was actually moved by the fact that both cameron and cracker were like thank god we're safe we live to you know we live to go another day (laughs) it's okay that we didn't we weren't the stars of the show this is good (laughs) we're still here exactly especially cameron who apparently thought that she was going home this week because she which is amazing to me because she did better than I think she thought she did. Uh, then we got a chorus of Miss Vanjie again. <laughs> Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. Ruth's over the top with the vanjie to the point where it was last week, this week, she was at some uh, event with her husband and she's actually got a, a Vanjie gold net, like name necklace of Vanjie now. No, oh, there was a, <laughs> a Time 100 uh, event. Okay, Rue is obsessed with Miss Vanjie, so I'm guessing not this season, perhaps, but we're going to be seeing, there'll be more Vanjie for us in future. If they if do, only, it's always yeah. follow yeah. <laughs> and then we'll see how long it is before people get sick of saying Miss Vanjie. Um, so our, we had our tops and our bottoms. Uh, our top three queens, not surprising, were Aquaria, Monet, and Eureka. And our bottom three, not surprising, were Asia, Vixen, and Monique. Okay, so, like, I agreed with the judging, but about this time in the episode, I blacked out because there was just so much, so much shade, so much, like, hostility. I was like, mine's not going to deal with it. I'm checking out. So I don't really have any notes on anything that went on from now on. No, it just got kind of ugly from there. 
Yeah, well, I, I have my notes, and it was a lot because it started just as soon as they the judges started talking to Monique, and Monique got super, super defensive and started like you know arguing with them and trying to make excuses for the other people were to blame for her lack of presence on Snatch Game and money because of the costumes, and you could see she was genuinely hurt, but it was just like more of the same for Monique, and it's like you've got to stop and. In any competition, right, wrong, or indifferent, unless it's something really major, you don't fight with the judges. You just do not fight with the judges <laughs> because nope. they're they're the ones who are going to like you know make or break you, and argue with them only makes it worse. Unless it's like something factual where they're completely off, and I, I can't even think of something right. Now. Like Asia talking with her mask. I mean, there was one situation where I think she should have been allowed to take the mask off, but. I don't uh, know how like, easy it would have been to take that mask off. Yeah, it depends on how she had it attached. So it was just hard because her, you'd see she was having problems communicating through the mouth hole. And okay, then the vixen got clocked about everything and she got defensive and she was like totally shocked that anybody would like think she wasn't less than perfection. Then we got to the big bombshell of Rue asking, which she asks every season, who deserves to go home tonight and why? And it should not be a surprise to people. Yeah. And you also, like it or not, you got to learn to suck it up even when your sisters, your friends suddenly throw you under the bus because it's a competition. There's $100,000 at stake. There's all sorts of other, you know, contracts and performance things and blah, 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 and, and World of Wonder TV contracts and whatever involved. And it should be every queen for their own at that point because it's a competition. But there is also a consensus Right. And none of them were wrong. It's not like when they did it to Jinx on season five. No. They were all throwing her under the fucking bus. And that was just petty shit with Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. This is like Vixen fucking deserved everything she said. Everything that was said to her. As soon as she got into it with Eureka, it's like, are you projecting much? Yeah, and, and the funniest thing was Eureka was the one person who didn't say the Vixen should go home. She picked Asia, and she said, because I think she's my biggest competition, which is fair. You know, and then the Vixen, and then, like, the looks on, like, Rue's face, on Carson's face, on Michelle's face, they, they were not here for that either. They were not happy with her. And, you know, obviously for dramatic tension, for TV, they weren't editing it out or trying to make her look pretty, you know, or or sympathetic. It was just, it was kind of over the top in terms of, the response. I feel like this is Vixen versus Eureka has turned into one of the biggest rivalries on Drag Race. It's up there with Sharon and Fifi and Jinx and Roxy. You notice one thing in common with all of these fights. Usually one of them ends up winning. Yeah. And it's, and it's not going to be Vixen. No, 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 it's not going to be Vixen. Eureka is, you can see she's kind of an over-the-top, you know, loud personality, but that's okay. That's who she is. And we have other, you know, loud personality, whether it's Latrice, you know, I think generally big people, especially when they're tall, big, not just with big, tend to be kind of loud and projecting because it's easy to be overlooked. It's easy to be kind of like, oh, you're the fat one, go away. So you tend to be more over-the-top and more you know, like claiming your space kind of thing. And also Eureka's just, it's a funny kind of, that's that loud Southern, you know, kind of gal. And was, the Vixen just can't deal with it and too bad. <laughs> and I haven't seen anything from Eureka that's really seemed like cruel or nasty. I mean, she's gotten bitchy. She's gotten defensive at times, but I haven't seen, you know, we have not seen her being bullying or being like unprofessional on, on, camera at one point she did poke at vixen to try and see like what vixen's response would be and that was right. fairly early on but that's nothing compared to what's been going on after that yeah no. and i felt really badly for eureka because she shouldn't have to defend herself on stage to that extent that was not the question asked and you know vixen was the vitriol the knives were out so badly and it was not what the question was asked it had nothing to do with the challenges it was oh oh she's per you know her personality and her this and her that and she's unprofessional blah 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 and oh she plays children well guess what she plays children well so shut up <laughs> i am convinced that eureka lost the challenge because she got into the, the the fight with vixen on stage if she hadn't gotten into the fight i think she would have won the challenge rude does not like drama and, yeah, well, I, and which is why, you know, so it's like it's easier to give the win to, to uh, Aquaria because she was kind of 
I would say she was kind of equal to Enrico, but Enrico got in, into this mess on stage, and so it's like, okay, you know, I don't didn't want this drama, so so Gloria wins. Yeah, I think that's her. I also think that Eureka, rightly, her mermaid look wasn't as polished or what have you, and everybody loved Aquarius' look, yeah. whereas not everybody loved Eureka's mermaid look. Yeah, but I think that added to it, because, yeah, Rue doesn't like that shit going on, and but I can't blame Eureka for speaking up because what was she supposed to do? Sit there and take it? It's just, no. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. And then the fact that the consensus from everybody else, even her friends, were like, basically the vixen needs to go, is kind of saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it right. wasn't for and it wasn't for bullying reasons or because she's such a like in Jinx's case, we knew it was all because Jinx was so awesome. They all wanted her gone because she was a big competitor and rightly so, given that she won the the season uh, untalked was just basically more of the same i mean we we got to see more cameron and cracker which i actually loved i thought the two of them together were very funny they were adorable we got to see a little bit more of like cameron's personality the fact that cameron was making you know bad koi jokes you know because that was just it you know it was a koi fishtail so haha uh, them talking about their finances about how much it actually costs to come to rupaul's drag race just in terms of all of the costuming <laughs> was very interesting and something they never actually really talk about. Yeah, I, I, that was like, wow. I, I was actually floored by that. It adds to, you know, the tragedy, I'm going to say, of Monique um, in that obviously she didn't wasn't able to get a loan or wasn't able to get that. It, it obviously, it doesn't help you if you're starting out with a very, you know, with a low budget, et cetera. Yeah, it suggests to me that the, the prize money that they get really just covers their costs of coming and what the real prize is, is the, the cachet that they get that they can bring into bookings afterwards. Yeah, right. definitely. And also, I mean, even if you lose earlier, you're still getting, you know, as long, it gives you so much exposure that you start getting more bookings and right. getting put on the package tours and stuff, too. And DragCon. Okay, but what, once everybody else came into the workroom or for Untucked, it's just like, you know, Fixin just is like, you know, I'm done with you. You know, go away. You know, F word, F word, F word. You know, I hate you all. You know, stop, stop, stop. And I'm done. Yeah. And it was just full blown tantrum. It was, it was embarrassing. Yeah. This was one of the most embarrassing untucks that they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could see everybody was frustrated with her. And it was one, one thing that I actually picked up that I thought was kind of sweet. There was just like one little shot where once Vixen started on Eureka again, Cameron actually was sitting next to uh, Eureka and Cameron like put her hand on Eureka's knee was actually like comforting her. And like, and, and after it was like, Oh, everybody is sick of her and everybody has said blah, blah, blah. And Cameron was saying, I've never said that, but there was like this one little moment, which was just like made me happy to see that Cameron was being sympathetic and, and not buying this shit at all. Mm-hmm. And, I follow Cameron on social media and I follow a couple other queens and Cameron like pops into crackers, Instagram, Eureka's Instagram. And she's again, like a very good person. She's very positive and just, Oh, I thought you were hysterical and I couldn't believe blah, blah, blah. Or I should thought you should have won. And it just, it's nice to see that she's actually stands up for her friends and isn't, you know, this ridiculous drama queen, which I mean, really. Yeah. I think Vixen can be summed up as Vixen is the hero of her own story. And yeah. everybody else is a villain in that story that she needs to take down. And moving on. That's not how the world works. That's how it works, yeah. Right. And the funniest thing is, Vixen actually said, I have no, I have, I have had no drama with nobody in this show. <laughs> and, yeah, I was just like, like, oh, what God. planet are you on, honey? It's like, no, 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 no. And then her mom, I mean, the, the thing for her mom was sweet, but her mom was also kind of telling her the same thing. You're wonderful. You're marvelous. You can fight everybody. And I mean, I get that kind you're of pep so talk. Perfect. You're so perfect. You're so right. His right. No. And, and then the tears happened and I felt like it was all crocodile tears. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I can't even with this stuff. And I, I don't care. Oh, uh, so, okay. So, so back to lip sync. Lip sync. Yes. It's safer. Yeah. It's safer. It's safer. All right. Well, also, we wanted to say. But Monique, even before the lip sync, I mean, I'll give Vixen credit that she went and she was like, I have to learn the words and went off and learned the words. Whereas Monique was still kibitzing with people. And yeah, Monique was like, fuck this, I don't know the words, whatever. Yeah, and it just made me sad because you could sort of see she'd given up. She'd as much as she was saying yeah. in the narration, I'm not giving up, she gave up. Yeah. Oh, she still gave up. This yeah. lip sync was bad. This lip yes. sync was fucking terrible. Monique was a master class in what not to do in a lip sync. Yeah. And I actually think 
Vixen didn't win the lip sync. Monique just lost. I think yeah. that if Monique had been a little bit better, it would have been a double sachet. Yeah. yeah. Because I, th- I think Rue has had it. With- you could see that Rue Rue was watching Monique like a hawk. I think Rue wanted to send any excuse to send the Vixen home. Yeah. Then Rue was just like, oh, oh, honey, no. Especially like when the wig fell off and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It was just. And the then whole didn't know the, yeah, didn't know the words. It's like, what's with that? I don't care if you stayed up all night to work on your costume. You should have been listening to the songs while you're working on the costume. So learn the words. Yeah, that was like, why? Didn't you have an iPad, iPod or something and listen to this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think Monique's performance was so bad that Rue couldn't even justify sending them both home. It's yeah. Funny. But personally, I think she should have. She should have sent both Monique and Vixen home and then brought Blair back. Yeah. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I because, I mean, the Vixen, she did the same thing she did last week. I didn't, you know, she did a lot of tumbling and a lot of flipping around. And, and yeah, she knew the rest. words. But it, I didn't get anything from the performance. No. I mean, I, I you could see there was fire in her belly and she was going to fight to stay, but it was not anything. I mean, we've seen, you know, queens who are like desperate and, you know, including Monet, who, but Monet found ways of like making people laugh, really making it entertaining while she was fighting to, to like stand her ground. I think yeah. also part of it might be a production thing. Like they do say that the decision's up to Rue, but we all know that the decision's also up to the producers. And I think the producers might have said, we want Vixen around at least one more week to deal with this the fallout of this drama. Yeah, it's very Maybe. possible. It was just, it was awful. It was um, yeah, yeah. I was just like, can can we? And and the song was awful too. I mean, I'm no shade on Carly Rae Jepsen, but it was a bust. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm I throw my hands up of this episode. It gave us a couple of good moments in Snatch Game, but other than that, disappointing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like I said, and then Monique really made me sad, you know, because I think Monique Kevin is a good person. I think, you know, she tries really hard. I think, you know, her career is going to pick up and stuff, but it just, it made me sad because she seemed so broken at the end of things. Yeah. And, and, and really, I mean, just the fact that she was crying, I was crying, the notes that people left her. It was just, it was just a sad, sad thing. And it was like, I wish she, and the fact that we said at the beginning of this, the fact that she was able to last this long with like half-assed costumes, like if she actually had the time and the the money or at least the materials to do better stuff, she would be amazing. So I think maybe Drag Race isn't a good fit for her. Being on the stage is a good fit for her, but I don't think that this, this was the format for her. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just kind of, I, I got weepy, and I was like, well, I don't, you, you need to go, but I don't really want you to go under these circumstances, but she had to go. I mean, including not, when you don't know the words to the lip sync, you're you're gone. You're gone. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, everything kind of ended on a really sad and dramatic note, which sucks, because there were some really good things in both the Mermaid Challenge and also in Snatch Game, but everything got like overshadowed by this nonstop shit show again. And next week we've got night of a thousand shares, which I'm hoping might. And I think it's also, it's an unauthorized rusical about share from what I've seen. As opposed to the authorized one, which is, uh, you know, performing in Chicago this summer sometime. (laughs) So go figure. I didn't didn't know there wasn't a, thank you for that. Cause I didn't know there was an actually official share. There's actually share the musical where where, like they have three different people playing share from different eras. And um, so this this share challenge is interesting because not only do they have to recreate the look, they also have to sing live. Right. So, I, and, and I did actually see the, one little snippet today, which we didn't see singing, but I guess it was Aquaria. Oh, Aquaria, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aquaria saying, well, I can like sing five notes. And then we didn't get the singing, but that was like the little teaser for the week. So, uh, the un- charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, starting with charisma. Um, I probably go with Cameron. Actually, um, I thought Car- that Cameron actually showed a a, a lot of a, a, a more than we've seen in the past. I think that we've we've seen some charisma from her. So oh, I was, this was a very charisma light episode. Yeah. <laughs> I I will agree with with uh with that assessment with Cameron because um yeah she 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 kind of stepping you know more into the forefront which is something she needs to do and 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 so you know she 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 attracted my attention and that's a good thing yeah and she's finally coming out of that shell wink wink nudge nudge uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Well, no, just bad, bad fishy puns uh, or hermit crab in this case. Yeah. Um, I think Cameron, she surprised me. You know, we're finally getting to she's getting some screen time and finally getting to see a little bit more of her as a person. And I'm liking her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. OK. In terms of uniqueness, um, I'm going to say and I'm, I'm choking on it, but I'm going to say Aquaria. Um, I think she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I, her mermaid look, even if I didn't, I didn't personally love it. It was different. It was very different. And the Melania Trump was different. So, and it was also unique for her. Mm-hmm. She didn't, for all her, I'm a look queen, I'm a look queen. She actually relied on more than just the look this week. I would have, I mean, I know we say cracker a lot. I would have said cracker for actually trying to go out there with Dorothy Parker. Okay. I can agree with that one too. I had more Aquaria than, than Cracker, although I give props to Cracker for Dorothy Parker because, yes, Dorothy Parker. Yeah. All right. And then Nerve, well, you know, we've got our Nerve Queen. Vixen! Yeah, because Putzpa and just like, shut up, please shut up. Well, personally, I don't even want to give her that much credit okay. um, by giving her an award. Okay. I would have actually gone with Aquaria for Nerve because she was not really keen on the idea of doing snatch games she was not really sure about what she was doing but she went out there and she killed it okay Okay. and i'm gonna also like runner up i'm gonna give it to eureka at least for the honey boo boo because i mean yeah it it wasn't quite out of her comfort zone but she she nailed it too and and she was just fucking funny so (laughs) she she deserves that too and then talent um i'd go monet okay monet Yeah. yeah Yeah, that Maya Angelou took a lot of research, and the mermaid outfit. While there was some small problems with it, it was it was really good and very put together. Yeah, and also I said, you know, Monet is known as a comedy queen, and she blew everybody away. She she did the comedy right, so that works. So as we said, next week we are on to the Night of a Thousand Shares, and I think we've only got three more episodes, um, so including this week's. Yeah, um, unless there's something. Yeah, there may be a gap and then we have the finale. I just, according to Wikipedia, there's no titles or anything as to the last three, but there seem to be three more scheduled. So All right, we'll find out. Yeah, things are, you know, and we still have a whole passel of queens to go. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see where we go from here. Yeah, and let's hope maybe next week will be the Magical Vixen week and we yes. can finally let her sashay away. I know everybody... Oh, please, oh, please. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I think she would have been, a, she was like, you know, had the target on her to go except monique really messed it up <laughs> yeah so you know i have to close with the comments why do all the, the the awful queens have to come from chicago aren't there any good queens in chicago shea coulee okay shea coulee okay shea coulee is the exception that proves the rule so far okay. is kimchi isn't kimchi from chicago also okay 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 then i'm obviously not thinking well enough and my apologies but because, there's yeah, just some, there sh- are sh- sh- some really bad chicago queens because, yeah, because, because we have the vixen we, we got fifi and we got whichever the, whichever, the, whichever the queen was that that said bitch i'm from chicago oh yeah mystique summers madison yeah because she, she's that memorable there, it's a big city so there's, yeah there, there's good and bad so anyway, so until next week, and, you know, I'm not going to do a share imitation because I can't do a share imitation. So we will see you then. So bye. Bye. bye.